0: Hello, welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name is Jason Newland. This is, let me bore you to sleep. Please only listen and you can safely close your eyes. Yeah. So today, what have I done? I put the bins out, so I put the recycling out to be collected. (laughs) this started off even more boring than I thought it was going to be so what else did I do? I I went to the garage fairly early this morning because you know, I needed to get something, and then I came back, had my breakfast, had a cup of coffee, <laughs> sniffle sniffle, and I watched Cheers. And then I went to bed. Then I got up. For a little while, and went back to bed. Uh, and... Today, I've been very... Uh, the word prolific is correct, but active. In as far as the. Um, wow, how I just seen something's come up on my website, on my Facebook page. On this day, today, one year ago there's a video that I posted and it was well it was a live 200th special for the let me Bore you to sleep wow I was celebrating 200 episodes and now I'm on this is number 478 Two, three, four. So I've done 278 recordings in a year. 278. So it's not one every day, obviously, but so there are gaps when I don't make them. Still quite a lot. But yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Okay. Today, the 19th, I've made... Number 259, Deep Sleep Whisper, Drifting Deeper. I did 172, Relaxation, Hypnosis, for Stress, Anxiety and Panic Attacks. Focus on how you feel at this moment. And I did two versions one with, one with and one without music I did number 8 Jason's Bedtime story time, Sleeping Beauty that lasts over an hour would you believe and then I did 173 relaxation hypnosis for stress anxiety uh, it's called Self Love and I did You Are Not Just Your Chronic Pain Which is a chronic pain relief session. So one, two, three, four, five, six. And this will be the seventh. Seven recordings on the 19th of August. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yay! Although I do need to go to the toilet. Well, that is not really something perhaps I should tell you, but... I do um, I had a message I had a couple of messages and I didn't understand one of them and I've not got around to replying but then I had a reply I'm not going to read it out but I'm just going to sort of say out loud to the person just so you know that I'm not ignoring you I've just been so busy focusing on making recordings Part of the reason for that is because I go through periods when I don't uh, perhaps have the the motivation or the energy to do anything. So when I do have it, I kind of do as much as possible. And yeah, so on the 18th, I did one, two, three. Four, five, six. So I did six sessions on the 18th. The 17th, I did one. I did one. 16th, I did one. Nothing on the 15th. 14th, I did one. 13th, I did two. 12th, I did one. 11th, I did one. So, you know, it comes and goes. <sighs> oh, no, 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 no. So, yeah, I, I sort of go through the periods, and I, I try and do at least one recording a day. But the thing is, oh God, you ordered I whoops <laughs> Molly um, left a message I won't leave the first won't read the first message. <laughs> and then she wrote off topic. But you're on a roll lately. Never seen so many new recordings. Hope you're not working too hard. X. Ox. Socks. Socks. X-O-X. You know what, Molly? You know, um... I literally just got that message through as I was, um... Well, I just did a poo, actually. I just pressed pause and... Not in your pants or into the toilet. I didn't have to tell you that. Why am I telling you that? <laughs> um, I tell you if you ever. I sometimes worry that one day I'm going to upload a recording without editing the beginning, because if you hear some of the weird things I say before I start the recording, I do. I make some weird noises. what's that Bell I believe in loving yes I do yes I do yes I do yeah I I don't know it it feels like work at the moment but not in a necessarily a bad way because I'm not a lazy person and I'm doing this out of I suppose love, you know, (laughs) you know, I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm doing it out of the love of doing it, you know, the the wanting to do it, not doing it because I have to, because I don't, however, (laughs) however, however, I don't know. I quite like. It's a bit of a challenge, is because I know no one wants to hear about the stats, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, not all the time, just briefly. So yesterday I had six thousand three hundred eighty-two downloads, and today so far I've had five hundred five thousand four hundred and fifty four and there's still about two hours left of the day. So I'm probably gonna get more. I probably you know, we'll get more so I probably I might have sort of six, seven thousand know, by by the end of the day. Now that stirs me on. Stirs me on it gets me excited it gets me tingling, you know. And you may say well why why JJ tell us why I'm not sure see I did the Jason's bed, bedtime I don't know why I'm laughing at that the, my 8th bedtime story Sleeping Beauty and it's a slow burner okay I've only had 50 total downloads So, the number eight, Jason's Bedtime Story, said four downloads on the actual podcast. So, which is, you know, not a lot. Obviously, not, not a huge amount. But it said 208 downloads on my sleep insomnia hypnosis podcast. It said two hundred and one downloads on my hypnosis for sleeping deeply. Oh said twenty downloads. 20 downloads on my Jason Newland free hypnosis service. See the stats are going up there by like 173 downloads. So it's a it's not a, a huge amount per day, but none of the podcast episodes get many, but they sort of grow over, over time. Yeah, and I think that's that's the only place it would, yeah, there's nowhere else it would be. So I'm hoping the Jason's bedtime story time will grow. But and oh yeah, I also posted it on the Let Me Bore You to Sleep podcast as well. And it had oh know I didn't. I didn't post it on there. <sighs> that's terrible of me I should have done shouldn't I I do apologise I always post the story ones on this podcast wow am um, I literally I don't know that's weird because the last one I had the number 7 had 213 downloads That was Andre the Ferret discovers unconditional alert. Now it's the 28th of July 2020. I have to do that. I do apologize. I mean, this was where the Let Me Boy to Sleep podcast is where I originally posted those new podcasts the new you know story time things just as an experiment really and because they went down quite well I decided to after I'd done about five I decided to start my own podcast just for that but at the same time still still sharing them because they are sleep recordings That's weird, blimey. 19, 19, 19, 20. Uh, uh, oh well. So had a big rise in uh, 760 downloads from a Deep Sleep Whisper podcast. You mean here? So very mumbly, wasn't it? could Mm. see I did that's the, pro, the thing is yeah <laughs> I did a chronic pain recording today called You Are Not Just Your Chronic Pain and I put it on my chronic pain hypnosis podcast two downloads and all together for all of the, the recordings and I've got 54 I've had 12 downloads for the whole day. On that podcast. Yeah, thanks Andre. Shush. Um, It's almost like it's a waste of time making a recording. And it's a shame because... I don't know what I need to do to to reach a larger audience with the pain release stuff. Unless I start a new podcast. And just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Because if I'm going to spend, you know, an hour or two putting together a podcast episode for chronic pain, you know, recording it. Editing it, uploading it, all the stuff that's involved. I want it to be listened to. Otherwise, there's no point. That's just, what's the point? It's like cooking dinner, isn't it? If you cook dinner for, I don't know, maybe your family and then none of, no one wants to eat it, eventually you're going to stop cooking. It's a shame. I mean, just, I did the... Yeah, I did the self-love relaxation for stress and anxiety, self-love. And I did the pain relief one, I think pretty much afterwards, not long afterwards. And so far on that podcast... I've had 110 downloads of that one recording... Just in the last couple of hours. I don't know. I don't know. Even a relaxation podcast I've got... Doesn't get many. I've got 316 episodes relaxation hypnosis podcast and I had 48 downloads today what do I have to do I don't know what I have to do to get them to be popular yeah anyway that's the st- <laughs> that's the stats I won't talk anymore about the stats because I don't want to overexcite people Um, So I got paid today Why is my... did you hear that? The iPad just tinged For what reason did it ting? This is for Mary or Mari. She wants my on my address. Wants to send me a birthday card, I think. So I shall. Uh, I took it off my website because I, I just figured perhaps it isn't a good idea to have postal addresses on websites. So I'm not going to get the. I was hoping to get lots of birthday cards. Not even it. Oh, yeah, I suppose it's just for an ego boost, really. Just to to have one birthday. One birthday where I got some cards. More than like maybe four or five cards. and That's the most I've had probably since I was... I don't know, 18... But I, asked that part of that is because I've not created my own family. If I'd uh, invested some of my sperm in in creating children and, and grandchildren and all that stuff, I, I could have had lots of cards. I suppose if I'd have uh, inseminated, <laughs> inseminated, and also yeah, I've yeah. Uh, I know I'll get a card from the parents and hopefully from me, a little brother. I hope so, for him. Uh, I might get one from my sister and my other brother. I don't know. I haven't actually seen anyone. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm. I'm sure I'm not the you know in the minority here either but I've not seen any member of the family this year at all and they only live downstairs (laughs) they keep hiding it's really weird it's a glass door it's a glass front door they think I can't see through the glass. He stands there. But that just stands there with oh, his hands over his eyes. He thinks if he can't see me, I can't see him. Was he three months old? Yes, he he's three months old. So I, yeah, I haven't seen any anybody, any family. So. And my, my dad's wanted to come down and see me for my birthday. And I said, don't. Because he's in a, a vulnerable group, you know. He's, his age he's I don't know, 74, 75, 93, I don't know, something like that. And I don't want to come in here and catch in anything, you know. I just want him to stay healthy. And so... He talked about sort of meeting up in one of the... There's like a restaurant place near here. I just... Nah. <laughs> I, I know from what I've seen, especially during the lockdown, the amount of people that were not locking down at all. You know, not taking it very seriously. So I don't really trust the people around here to be sort of getting too close to them really And some people took it seriously but there's a lot of people who didn't seem to at all you know here was me walking around with gloves on for the last five months never went out since March I've worn gloves well I did and I've run out of them now because they're, they're cotton well not cotton but very thin white gloves but they've uh they wear out very quickly and get dirty pretty much straight away and I had I had quite a few of them but they were down to my last pair actually in fact I'm not I'm, I'm down to the last three so I don't, I don't know how I've got three gloves must have walked, walked out accidentally with just one glove on once maybe I thought I was Michael Jackson it's possible well, I hope I didn't What else did I do? Oh no. So I um. So I said no. It's you know don't come down here. I can't be going into. It's just the whole wearing of masks, face coverings, and then just queuing up, and then you know giving you know your name and your telephone number and probably have to book beforehand and it's it's not even a proper restaurant it's just a it's it's like a cafe that sells food that might sound like an obvious thing but it's yeah you know, I think the food's nice it's just it's not okay a restaurant is somewhere that you go and you eat and it's quiet and it's there's a degree of intimacy isn't there this isn't this is just a people take their children if there's crying babies then it's not it's not a restaurant is it it's not it's it's a garden centre so they class it as a restaurant it's a big old place and it's nice in there I've got no complaints about the food or anything like that it's very busy though it's just a bit too busy for me. So yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't really like it in there. I, I, I don't mind it, I just don't... Uh, you know, if you're having a private conversation, it's... Surrounded by people. It's... I don't know, just... It's like having a bath in a swimming pool. You know, for me, it's, it's a bit self-conscious this is no one around like there's always some on the cameras they f- you know someone checks the security cameras and you get banned from the swimming pool it's especially it's annoying especially when you've figured out ways of hiding the soap you know on your walk to the swimming pool anyway getting them specially made like that, it's not easy. So I... 50, oh, 50. I'll stop talking about being 50 once I'm 50. I think I've decided. <laughs> not I've decided or I'm thinking about. I think I've decided. This is going to be the last birthday that I recognise, and then I'm just going to forget forget birthdays. And then, in 30 years' time, people will ask me how old I am, and I'll say, "I don't know." And I say, "I was born in 1970." You figure it out. I was born uh, the last. decade was it called century I so, said yeah I was born in the last century not just in the last century but 30 years before the end of the last century I was born when Gary Glitter was popular it's just it's strange. Sometimes I think, do I feel 50? Then other times I think, yeah, I think I do feel 50. And then other times I think, well, what's on telly? I just, you know, I think different things. I'd say the only real thing that would be noticeable for being. Like older is how I look. So my physical appearance, uh, my brain and my thinking, and my behaviour. Other than that, not exactly the same as I ever was. So physically, I don't personally think I look fifty but I don't know it's, it's hard to know isn't it because to me it's hard to not look 50 when you know you are 50 nearly I can't fool myself But can't fool myself by doing a guessing game with myself so the, the lady downstairs the one that is um, not with us anymore she she was a little bit younger than me I mean, literally like maybe a year or two and I've never seen a woman of her age look as young as she did I might have done just, just didn't know you know I don't go up to everyone I ever see and say how old are you that would be rude but they you know when I first met her I thought wow because she looked you could easily pass for like 30 and she was 83 I was like wow but it was different because I didn't know how old she was So I was kind of guessing. I always go for a higher number anyway. Because it annoys people. So someone says. I say how old are you? I'll guess. I'll always go way above what I think they are. It's for fun really. I think the thing that I've noticed. With me. Is. I think I'm calmer as a person, generally. I I do want a quiet life. But I also do want to... I'd like to have some enjoyment. I've realised that I've had very little in the way of enjoyment in my life. Especially for a long time. I mean, the whole time I've lived here, five years, other than with Andre, I've done very little, apart from make recordings and work on the websites and sleep. So I'd like, uh, you know, even before that, you know, even... Basically, the only thing I've really put all my energy into since 2004, actually, not just 2006, but since 2004 has been this. In 2004, for two years, I tried to promote myself for chronic pain relief in my local area. And I also used to make recordings, but for myself, I didn't put them online, I don't think, although I might have done. It's a long time ago. I might have put a few recordings on my website. I used to have a website called helpwithpain.co.uk. But I got no interest at all. So it was only in 2006 that I got interest and it really kind of snowballed. It was pretty good. And everything kind of came from that and what I'm doing now developed from that because the first recordings I did were live recorded, recorded group sessions I was doing. And even when I was doing my degree three years full time the most important thing to me was this i tell you what's strange is when I look back at my work then I don't think of it as being any good I kind of think of what I do now as being better than what it was back then But it was really popular back then. You know, I mean, equally as popular as it is now. Okay, not as popular as it is now, but kind of in a way. <sighs> I don't know if that makes sense. Like on YouTube, I was getting, you know, quite a few uh, downloads, uh, put, um, plays. Podcasts were getting downloads and stuff like that, and I was getting a lot of feedback, a lot of people saying nice things to me, and you know, things like that. And that was happening go back well, you go back as far as you want, you know, 2010, 2008, 9, 11, 12, 13. 2007. But. For some reason. It feels different now. It feels. I don't know why. I think it's. I think the quality of the recordings. Weren't as good. As they are now. Although they're not perfect. Now even. But pretty clear it's not a huge amount of background sound unless ombre pops up I just I don't know I didn't even know I almost think that all I was doing before was rubbish and then I think back to the amount of people that read what I was doing you know I had I had people buy me laptops people I had a lady took me on holiday with her it was an iPod but you know she took a video made videos of her cruise I had hundreds of testimonials and everything like that that I used to keep it almost seems like a lifetime away just as if that stuff back then wasn't valid possibly because no one's listening to that stuff anymore it's it's almost archived you know archived stuff hidden away Still, all on my website, still, all on the podcasts, a lot of that But I reckon that's probably how it will feel like when I, in five years' time, or ten years' time, when I'm making recordings and I look back on these days, you know. I remember when I was nearly turning 50. And I'm just about to turn 60. I might be thinking back to these days and thinking. What was I doing? I was so amateurish. I was just. Why did I do that? So I don't know. I do know. It's hard to know the answer when you don't know the question. So, yeah, I just... Almost if I stop and think... I seem to come to a bit of a standstill. A little bit of a... Oh! What now? Instead of just going on with it. Make another recording, do another... And... I like to do stuff when I'm inspired. So, I had this idea for a relaxation session, the self-love one. And the technique really is, in a nutshell, is think of someone, close your eyes, think of someone that you really, really adore, you really love deeply. As someone that you just... When you think about it, you connect. You think about that person or that object of your love. You can feel the love being sent to them. You can feel that kind of beam of of love, unconditional, and it feels wonderful when you do it. You know. So that was kind of the first part of the technique. The second bit is then to imagine that person holding up a mirror and reflecting that love that you're sending back towards you. And to experience how it feels to receive that love. And that was, you know, it took a little bit longer for me to talk it through, like I, you know, generally why use why use a hundred words when you can use six thousand that's my stance well, I quite liked it just I mean I'm not saying it's my idea I might have read it somewhere who knows but it came to me while I was sitting down watching this uh, I don't know what it was I was watching because I am always. was I like to think about... I can just sit down and make a recording without thinking and put trust in my mind to come up with something. Yet sometimes it's nice to at least have an idea. A little idea about... Oh okay. So, yes that's what I did so I did that recording I quite liked it quite liked the idea it could have been longer I could have turned it into me doing a really long guided relaxation session but I thought part of what I'm doing is to hopefully offer ways to people to help themselves to have a technique that's quite powerful and works very quickly very simply using something that's very easy to tap into so you know for someone that's got let's say a grandchild I know for example my dad he can tap into his love for my grandchild for his my grandchild, his grandchild, my niece, he can tap into that love instantly. You've only got to mention a name and his face lights up. Your doors are. So I know that he can tap into that feeling anytime that he chooses. So that's, I mean, he wasn't my, well, yeah, maybe he was kind of my motivation in the sense of knowing how powerful the love for another person can be. So I don't have that generally, but I've got it for Andre. And um, I haven't met anyone that I really feel that way. That, you know, in person, I felt that way, really, not for quite a while. I mean, I love my Nan, but she's gone. So, you know, all I've got is a picture of her and a table and a couple of other bits of furniture. But Andre, it's a bit of a weird one, though, because I think... Sometimes it's easier to have that unconditional love for someone that you don't spend too much time with. It's just what I seem to have noticed. So you know, like in, like a a grandchild, you might see them maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, but you only see them perhaps for short periods of time, and you kind of see them at their best. Not always, but you know, it's. I'm I'm pretty sure I always behave myself with my nan. Always. It's almost an unwritten rule, you behave yourself when you're your grandparents. But Andre doesn't behave himself. Now I love him to bits. I'd he's he's my priority above everything else there's only two things two most important things in my life is this and Andre but he is so annoying when he he goes for it when he really goes for the To do everything he can. To wind me up. And you might think. He's a ferret. He doesn't know how to wind you up. He doesn't think that way. He knows how to manipulate me. Because he's been doing it from day one. You might think. No. Ferret. Ferrets. He doesn't know. How to do stuff like that. It's not. You know. They don't think that way. Okay. Okay. Let me give you some examples. I had a wardrobe in my bedroom, and Andre used to lay underneath the opening of the door and push the door open and let it slam when I was in sleep. Didn't do it when I was awake, did it when he wanted to wake me up. And you might think, well, oh, how do I know that he wanted to wake me up? Well, I did that old trick of, you know, open my eyes up very, very squintily, you know, so I could see. But he couldn't see that my eyes were open. And he'd be on his back, pushing the door open, and let it slam. He'd do it a couple of times. And he'd stop and he'd look at me. Sometimes he'd actually stop banging it. He'd run up to the bed and look at me. So he could get a better look. To see if I'd woken up yet. And then he'd run back and start banging the door again. And then look at me. That's a ferret that wants to wake his daddy up. There's no other reason to do it, and possibly to wake me up because he either, like, probably wants to go for a walk. Now you could, I suppose, is that any different from a cat going meow? meow. Well, not the cats go meow, but making a catty sound or a dog barking. He does know how to make sounds. He can make, he can make noises. So when he's really annoyed, he goes. Oh, he goes. So you know he does have a voice box, but he does he doesn't bark. And really, what you got a ferret that doesn't bark? Really? Yeah. Now he would do the same thing in the kitchen, with the kitchen cupboards. Bang them. He would... I've actually seen him. I've seen him doing it to the... It was the... The shed. Door. And he was pushing the door closed, like slam, you know, pushing it so it clicked. And I didn't know why he was doing it. And I, I as I said, I had my again, I opened my eyes very like squintly just so I could see. And he was doing it, and he's running over it to see if I was awake, and he'd go back and start banging again. Sometimes he's more obvious than that, and he'll actually climb onto the bed and he'll try and wake me up physically so if he starts biting my toes that's not to wake me up but that's to bite my toes he's not interested in waking me up in fact he'd quite happily have me be asleep so he can actually eat the toes probably have a little feast he loves feet can't help it it's his thing but you'll cl- you climb on me and lick my ears, lick my hands, lick my face, lick my nose. It's just trying to wake me up. And then sometimes it'll actually start to nibble at my eyes. He's never you know, never hurt me just very gently, but enough to sort of wake me up woken up quite a few times where he's been just practically laying on my face. Pushing at me. Just, you know, trying to wake me up. So it's very I don't know what it is. I think sometimes he just wants me to be awake. He wants me, he likes me to be in the same room as him quite a lot of the time. Not always, sometimes he doesn't care. But at the moment, when I'm asleep in the bedroom during the day, he's asleep on the floor in a carrier, well, on a carrier bag. And that's where he's asleep nearly all day with me. He stays in the same room as me. Right now, he's in the same room as me. He's asleep. Sometimes he follows me around literally follows me around everywhere I go for hours. You may say why am I walking around for hours? Exercise. I live in a mansion. And I'll be attacking my feet or my croc crocs are they, the things that I wear. He will like grab hold of them and try and trip me up. and then he's scratching at the front door. He knows he can't get out of the front door by scratching at it. But he, I'm pretty sure he's, he knows that if he does it for long enough, I'll take him out. And he gets his way so often. And once he sets his mind for something, or on something, he just doesn't seem to be able to back down doesn't seem to have that ability to just give up I took him out earlier twice actually I took him out for walking. it was raining proper raining I knew that I was going to get soaked so I thought nah I take him back inside then I thought nah I'd take him in the garden. So I stood under a tree to keep myself dry and I let him just, I was probably out there for about 15 minutes, just let him just wander around. I kept him on the lead, it's an extension lead. And eventually he'd had enough and he wanted to come in. So I brought him in. And then I took him out again later to the park. And I think he had enough, I think he was fine. And since i come back, he's been cool. He's just chilled out and been asleep. He's had his dinner, had a cuddle and he seems to be fine. So he is manipulative. And he is, there's something, he likes to do stuff with me. It sounds weird but if i'm in the bathroom he likes to go to the toilet at the same time that i go to the toilet it's a strange thing so i'll be sit i'll be standing there doing a wee wee and he'll walk into the bathroom turn around and he'll do a wee on the floor in the corner so that step in there, but like, it's like he wants to it's almost like he wants to be part of what I'm doing, because going to the toilet in the bathroom is not something he normally does. He goes in the bathroom, generally, just to check there's no one in there. He doesn't go in there for any other reason. It's part of his patrol. He patrols the whole flat, goes into every room, looks around, and that's what he does. He does it every few hours, just checks that everything's okay in his patch you know so he only goes to the toilet in the bathroom when I'm in there then he only wants to go into the bathroom when I'm in there I still I, do, I know I've mentioned this before but I never really knew what he did when I was in there you are right, Andre? I never quite knew what he did because I knew that I'd go in there and I'd come out and he'd be lying there waiting for me to open the door I remember once he was in the bedroom and my friend went into the bathroom So had I been asleep I don't even know if my friend he knew my friend was here and I saw him walk, run up to the bathroom door and just lay down waiting for me to come out, not realising I was still in the living room watching him. I just found that funny. Dunno why. So he pretends he's not interested, but he is, I think. It's almost watching what I'm doing. Listening. Keeping keeping tabs he's more aware I think than than I realise he's a good boy but he's not protective towards me I don't think although I don't know he's so if I pick him up now and hold him he'll have a little cuddle and then he'll push me away he wants to get down if someone knocks at the door, let's say a neighbour that lives across the hallway knocks on the door and I'll talk to him and he comes, Andre comes out and I'll pick him up. Andre will stay in my arms for an hour, even. He'll stay in my arms unless he needs to go to the toilet. He'll just he'll cling to me. And he does that. If I'm out in public, I'll pick him up and I'm talking to people, maybe uh, dog owners, it'll cling to me. Not in a kind of a scared way, just in a. I don't know what kind of a way. But it's something he doesn't do normally. Usually he wants me to get off him. Get off me! Leave me alone! I'm not a child. And then other times, hold me, daddy. Hold me tightly. Never let me go. Still haven't been able to figure him out. I don't think I ever will. I don't need to, do I? I don't need to figure him out. He's he's his own person. Does his own thing. It wouldn't be lovely though, if we could actually, well, it might not be, but if we could talk to animals, like properly have a conversation, I think it would it would change the dynamics. Within five minutes, the relationship would never be the same. I mean, either way it went, if they were like, if they really were able to hold a conversation, I pulled you up on all the stuff you did that you didn't that they didn't like. Then you know, you probably wouldn't like them very much after that. And if all they did was say, "Give me food, give me food, give me food, give me food," I want food, I want that ball, give me food, give me water, give me milk, give me, give me chocolate, give me, I want this, I want that, I want that. Get off me, give me cover, get off me. If that was all that was going, take me for a walk, take me for a walk, take me for a walk. Tickle my tummy, do what you? If that's all it was, going on in the head is what they want. Gimme, 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 gimme. We might, I don't know if we'd feel so, uh, I don't know if that that lovingness would would be there anymore. Because that's probably is what they're thinking, but some of the time, I don't think that's what humans are thinking as well, isn't it, I suppose. So I'm not a cat person. However, my nan was. My nan loved cats. And when I used to visit her, she the, the cats, I mean the neighbour's cats used to come in and sit on her lap. So all cats were welcome. And there's something almost peaceful about having a cat purring on your lap there's a different definitely a different um, it's a sensation that that isn't anywhere else that I've experienced the only cat I ever really bonded with and I don't know why this is but this, this cat she seemed to love me and I moved into this place with my cousin she was my landlord and there was this little ginger cat, young but not very old, but not not you know I don't know fairly fairly young, probably about a year old maybe. But she really took a shine to me, and she used to come into my bedroom and like sleep and cuddle me. And she used to I, used to, I was going through quite a difficult time at the, you know emotionally at the time and she used to walk up and down my back and it was so relaxing it's almost that she, she was draining draining all the stuff out of me and just leaving me feeling calm And she nearly took my eye out though once because I picked her up she was asleep and I went and picked her up she didn't like. I gave her a shock, and she swung at me and and um, cut me just near my eye. I mean, she wouldn't have done it normally, but i, I don't know. I must have just—I don't know why I did it. Just, just I caught her off guard, but she was so her, her nails never came out. Ever. When she was with me. Apart from that one time. But she was always so gentle. You wouldn't even know she had fingernails. Because she was so gentle. Lovely. Lovely girl. Lovely little girl. I've never really had a relationship with a dog. This sounds like weird. Weird sentences. But. I've lived with. One, two, three, four, four dogs. I didn't really particularly feel close with any of them really. I liked them, but I didn't really feel, um, they weren't my dogs. I think it was only when Andre came along that I had that connection with an animal that was just really strong. I mean, with a cat, and I got on well with her, you know. But she wasn't my cat; she was my landlady's cat. But she just happened to like me. But I think she disliked everybody, really. It's really one of those really gentle cats. And the dog there was lovely as well. I mean, all the dogs one, two, three, four. Yeah, I think it's four dogs. One of them was horrible. But I tamed him, he was just vicious. But I tamed him. I trained him to the point where I could walk in the park with him off his lead and he wouldn't even bark at another dog. And then his dad would come and he would just get away with anything. He basically just is my friend who was my landlord. He he let him go away with anything he just he found it funny that he was out of control instead of I don't know it was annoying I put a lot of energy into that dog just because I thought he's got to be nice and he was lovely when he was lovely but wow when he wasn't (laughs) he wasn't I suppose well, my friend's got a dog. I've, yeah, I've got my friend's got a dog, so I kind of got to know that dog. But it's big, big, strong dog. Very excitable, very, very. In some ways, very gentle, but in other ways, not. Just uh, Andre tries to bully him by biting his toes and. I have, to, I have to keep them separate because that dog is so strong. He could... I mean, he stood on my foot and it felt like a human. Honestly, it felt like a, an adult standing on my toes. And he probably weighs about six stone, this dog. I mean, six stone... If a six stone child stands on your toes, you're not really going to... You're going to notice it, but it's not going to be like, ow, ow, ow. Unless they stamp stamped their foot on you. If, you know, he stood on me and I couldn't move. So much strength. Strongest dog I've ever known, ever. But also loves being around people, loves humans. Not a big fan of our dogs, unfortunately, but loves humans. Loves the attention. Completely dedicated to my friend. You know, he's. He, my friend is his world. He doesn't realise it, but he is. It's a shame he doesn't realise it, but. I mean, that dog adores. I've seen dogs like that, I suppose. But this one, I've never seen up close. He he doesn't like to even be away from him. You know, for more than, well, ever. He wants to be with him all the time. All the time. That Andre is the exact opposite. (laughs) He wants to be as far away from me as possible all the time. Uh, anyway. <sighs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. So I'll bring this to an end. There was another another hour of nothing. I do hope you agree. So thank you for listening remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy lots of love bye